0: Now, where does your inspiration come from i like to believe that my inspiration comes from god and that did you always believe that uh no as you as you grow older you you um you learn and you uh you start to um, you, you get smarter
1: ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the prince podcast here on podcast juice my name is michael dean and today we got another special one what we like to call our master class series where we talk to uh, some of prince's uh, closest associates people who have been working with them today we are joined by none other than kim Barry. kim how you doing
0: hi i'm great how are
1: you i'm doing i'm doing good i'm blessed i, I, I can't complain okay. right now <laughs> all right uh so where are you uh calling us from kim where, where are you at right now I'm part of the country
0: i'm in los angeles california
1: oh you're in la okay
0: yes
1: that's what's up um so for those who don't know kim uh was the personal hairstylist for prince for i want to say over 25 years is that correct kim
0: Yes,
1: 29 to be exact. 29. Yes. That's, a, that's, a, that's a lifetime.
0: Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. We grew up together.
1: Okay. And that's what I wanted to get into, um, if we can, really, because, and there's a the thing, too. I know a lot of my listeners, uh, we got a lot of uh, younger ladies out here that um, I at least know that i know personally from my area that do hair and different things of that nature um and want to you know, get go somewhere in life and you know what's possible and what they can do so i really wanted to talk to you and get your story to figure out like how did you go to work for you know one of our icons you say know, one of our legends prince how did you get that opportunity um to, to work with him and what I really want to do start is you know really just kind of set the groundwork where, where are you from actually
0: I'm born and raised in Los Angeles California my mom is from North Carolina my dad is from Tennessee so everyone thinks I'm from the country but I'm <laughs> born and raised in LA <laughs> okay
1: okay now now if you don't mind me when did your parents when did they sort of migrate up to uh to the west coast then um oh they've been
0: here a long time uh, uh over 40 maybe 45 years ago okay so they've been here a
1: long time all right now do you have other brothers and sisters do you, do you have any brothers and sisters any yes, other i'm the baby five boys
0: and, and i'm the baby
1: oh okay so you're the baby of the crew now uh my understanding you graduated in in the, uh what 87 is that right Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so we're from the same area because I graduated in '88. So, so that kind of gives me okay. some some framework to where you where you come from. You you in L.A. South Central back yeah. in the '80s when a lot right. of stuff was popping off back then. Um, exactly. What, yeah.
0: what
1: what was that like in terms of your childhood? You know.
0: Um, well, um, you know, I was a valley kid, so okay. you know, uh my mom kept us, you know, pretty sheltered. So we were on the straight and narrow. My brothers I had a couple of brothers that tried to find trouble, but for the most part everybody stayed on the straight and narrow. And um so I was a valley kid, so I I I was free from hurt harm or danger. I had to come through the hood to get home, but I was I was okay. I made it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well what, what uh high school did you go to?
0: Uh, El
1: Camino Real in Woodland Hills. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to see. I know you're going to. Hopefully, you know where this is from, and hopefully my information is correct. What do the words mean, and who said that success is where opportunity meets uh, preparedness? Excuse me. That would
0: be my dad. Yeah, that was... uh, just all growing up, you know, he used to tell us all the time, you know, is when opportunity means preparedness, like when the opportunity presents itself, will you be prepared? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, if you like sugar-free say, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You okay. know
1: what I mean? <laughs> I feel you. So that,
0: that, that worked out perfectly for us.
1: Okay. So I wish, I'm, what's your dad's name, if you don't mind me asking? Donald Barry, uh-huh. Mr. Barry. Okay, so Donald yes. Barry, you have so you you have that role model right there in the home, then to instill this whole mindset into you, uh, which you Absolutely. know is a thing that we you know as our community we we working to keep that type yeah. of you know uh, strong male thing uh, there in the family. Now with that Absolutely. background that you got from your dad coming from that situation, talk to me about. You graduated from 87. Um, What's your aspirations at this point? You get fresh out of school.
0: Well, actually, you know, I was going to be like any other kid. I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, but I had told my mom after I got through school, you know, I was a straight A student, B student, and um, I I was like, you know, I've done everything that I was required to do. I got that diploma. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to take a year off school and just chill. And so she said, okay, cool. You know, she was going to let me just take a breather for a minute. And then after a couple months, she said, okay, what you going to do now? And I said, wait a minute. I thought i get to take a year (laughs) off, too. She said, no, you're going to go get a job. Uh You're going to go to school or you're going to get out of my house. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, no. you know, there there I went stumping up the up
1: the street and walked, walked walked into Pacific Beauty College and the rest was history. <laughs> Hilarious. Your mom said rents due. Damn a right. vacation. <laughs> no, right. I, I hear that. Um, so you went yeah. to the to the beauty school. Now how long were you in the school and talk to me like in terms of like when did you get the opportunity to meet Prince or at least get into that world, you know?
0: Um, I, school was about uh a year long, but I finished it in nine months because I didn't want to be there. Oh, wow. So I was like, I didn't miss a day. I knocked it down and, and went on in there and got my my certificate and came on out. But um, uh, one of the guys was one of uh, Prince's bodyguards, Big Coco, and so I had already he was working for Prince already as a bodyguard. And so I had already been hanging around them and, you know, knew about the entertainment industry because he worked with so many other celebrities. Okay. Um, so I knew about the entertainment world, so uh, he started taking me around and I became friends with um, Tanya, who was the hairstylist at the time. And she was just saying, you know, this wasn't what she wanted to do any longer. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I don't understand, like you work for one of the biggest entertainers in the world. Why do you mean this is not what you want to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Kim, you know, you don't get it, you know. and and. And uh, if you if you ever get the opportunity, you'll see, you know, it's, it's very taxing uh, doing this job. And, and um, so she was like, I'm, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to go home. But, you know, I was like, oh, she's just having a rough day. She's going to be all right. You know, and then yet another day she complained about it. You know, we were hanging out every time they would come to L.A. She's like, Kim, come hang out. We're going to a party. Come hang out. We're doing a video. So one particular day, uh, they were shooting a video, and, you know, I'm all set, and I'm ironing clothes and hanging out. (laughs) Now, the whole time, I'm watching her table. I'm looking at all the hairspray, all the gel, everything Mm. that she's using, and I'm like, okay, so I'm duplicating everything she has, because I'm already Mm. in beauty school. So I said, well, she got to be using it as a celebrity hairstylist. It must be good. Right. So I'm I'm duplicating everything on her table. So um, this one particular day, they were shooting a music video, and... She went into the room with Prince, and she came back out, and she said, "Um, I think I'm going to quit today. I said, you are not going to quit. Like, knock it off. She goes, no, I think I'm going to quit. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. She's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to go home, and I want to, you know, go back to my regular life. So she um, definitely, they went in the room, and they got into a little spat, and she told him, she said, my lips are chapped from kissing your little black behind. I'm out (laughs) of here. And she's like... She packed her stuff and left, but because he's Prince, you know, he's used to talking crazy to you, and he knows you're gonna be there the next day. Well, not Tanya. She packed her <laughs> stuff and left. So, can I, I stop, stop you for know, one second? Can,
1: can I stop you for yeah. a second? <laughs> you got me rolling over here. Now, shout so out, shout out to Tanya. Uh, yeah. But you saying like, so she's working for Prince, doing his situation, but she don't want to yeah. do that anymore. She wouldn't build for that for whatever reasons. And and I like how and, and I like how you said you was there uh, doing something else. She was ironing clothes, helping out, but you was peeping game and had your eye to see what she had, what, what she was working with. Well, what products is she doing? Oh, is this how they do it? Okay, yep. Let me get what they got because this is what's working for. The, I, I, I peeped the game on that. I understand what you're doing right there. So right you're you really scoping out the situation assessing yourself and what's going on now was she your friend is that what it what relationship was? Yeah,
0: absolutely yeah, we were cool okay so that that's what made it so beautiful so I was you know what I always talk to her about okay well, why are you using this hair sweat? Right. why are you using this hair gel you know so everything worked.
1: And, and and to Everything be clear, worked. you were doing here already, like on the side, or what was that?
0: Yes, uh, okay. yes, I had just completed beauty school. Okay. So so okay. that yeah, so it, it worked out perfectly. So that's why I said when well, my dad was like, when opportunity meets preparedness, will mm. you be prepared? You know, and and sure enough, uh, the opportunity presented itself, and when she quit, and um, they went to Germany, and they uh, Prince told the bodyguard, tell Tanya get the salon ready, and they said no, Tanya quit. He said, what do you mean? So you have me going out of town with no hairstylist? Because that's what he traveled with a hairstylist and a bodyguard at all times. Okay. And they were like, well, yeah, no, we don't have a hairstylist. So they hired somebody there in Germany. But when they came back, I was waiting on them. I had my portfolio ready. <laughs> and um, the bodyguard told me we're going to be at this certain club at a certain time. I walked up to the table, laid my portfolio on the table. I said, look. I know you don't have a hairstylist. I said, my name is Kim Berry. So he's seen me around, but he didn't know who I was. Okay. Because he's always watching, surveying the room, so he knows who's around him at all times. Mm-hmm. So um, he he said, so you're a hairstylist? I said, yes. He said, you have a salon? I said, yes, of course. He said, okay, go set it up. So I go to set up the salon, so I knew her techniques. I blacked out the windows. I got everything ready. Mm. I set up the, uh, set up my station. So um, about an hour later, the phone rings. Hey, Kim. you are like, yes, this is Prince. I'm like, this is who? He said, yes. <laughs> he said, this is Prince. And I'm like, okay. And he said, "Um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I said, okay, well, no problem. Next time you come to L.A., I said, just know that I'll be a- available for you, that you have a hairstylist in Los Angeles. Mm. So he said, okay, no problem. He said, but um, do you travel? And now, mind you, I'm 18 years old, never left Inglewood, let alone wow. California. And he said, "Uh." I said, yeah. He said, uh, okay. He said, well, the flight leaves in an hour. You know, we're sending the limo to come pick you up.
1: Whoa. I said,
0: what? He said, problem? I said, uh, no. He, <laughs> said, he says, um, he says, okay. He said, will the car will be there in an hour? I said, okay. <laughs> So I hung up the phone. I called my mother immediately. I'm like, oh, my God, I just spoke to Prince. She like, quit lying. I said, no, for real. I just spoke to Prince. And so I was like, he just said, the flight leaves in an hour. They're in a car to come get me. I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't clothes." And she said, you better take your hairspray and your curling iron to get on that plane. Mm.
1: I'm
0: like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So um, I packed up my hairspray and my curling iron. Sure enough, limo pulled up. I grabbed what I had. She said, when you get to Minnesota, find the nearest target, and I'm going to send you some money, go get you some clothes, and keep rolling. Mm. So I was like, okay. So I jumped on the plane. That was Christmas Eve. I believe like 90, 91, and um, the rest was history. Wow. I pulled up. Uh, so I seen snow for the first time. <laughs> I, the gates opened to Paisley Park, and I could not believe it because it was like a myth to me. Like Paisley Park <laughs> really right, exists. Right. And I see this snow-covered building. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so on. we pull in, and it's his brother and, like, four or five other women in the building. And uh, he said they take me upstairs to the hair salon. I go do his uh, his brother's hair, and I do these four or five other women. And he said, okay, well, you know, give me a few minutes. Prince will be in in a minute. So what was supposed to be a minute turned into two and a half hours. I said, what in the world? I was like, what is going on? I said, but well, they think I I'm, I'm in this room. I can see the purple rain jacket. I see the raspberry beret outfit. I'm like, wow. So I'm like, it's really happening. It's going down. So um I'm sitting there, and now my mother didn't raise no food, so I said, when you go in somebody else's house, you sit you sit with your uh you know, with your hands in your lap, right. you don't touch nothing that don't right. belong to you. Right. I sat right there for two and a half hours. His brother stuck his head in the door. The first thing he said, you didn't steal nothing, did you? I said, excuse me? I said, "I said my, my mother didn't raise no fools. I said, but I do have to go to the bathroom. You play too much. I said, so he started laughing. He said, I'm sorry, sis. you didn't have to sit there. You should have said something. I said, no, I'm not walking around nobody else's house. This is this man's house. I'm not mm. doing that. So... Finally, uh, he said, you know, show me to the restroom. I come back. He said, okay, for real, he'll be in a few minutes. I, two, I said, don't you leave me here for another two and a half hours. He said, um, no, I'm not going to do that to you. So about 10 minutes later, Prince sticks his head in the door. And um, back in the day, you know, eighty-seven, eighty-nine, that was long fingernails, SWV time. <laughs> he, says, um, he says, I had long fingernails. He says, yeah, well, you got the job, you know, because the other people were my audition. So he said, you got the job em. He said, but you got to leave them nails at the house. He said, I'm tender-headed. You can't have those nails in my hair. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. I started breaking them out one by one. Click, 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 click. So he started laughing. He said, yeah, you're going to work. He said, go back to the hotel. We're leaving for Miami in the morning. I wow. said, huh? <laughs> he said, go back to the hotel. Get some rest. So, I, Mind you, I'm like, oh, my God. So I just got hired working for one of the biggest entertainers in the world. Wow. Mind you, I hadn't touched his hair. So we flew to Miami. We stayed there a week. I never did it here. We went to Atlanta. We stayed there a few days. Never did it here. Mm -hmm. Finally, he said, Kim, pack your bags. We're going to New York. Now, I've been to almost, what, four or five states in less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. I called my mother. I said, I don't know what's going on. The man ain't got his hair done. I said, who lives like this? She said, you do. Mm -hmm. I said, oh. So that's when I realized I was in a whole new reality Mm -hmm. right then. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was amazing. So finally got to New York, set the salon up. His brothers tried to scare me. They were like, don't touch his face. Don't look him in the. Don't spill water on him. Don't put color on him. Don't do I said, look here. Now, how am I going to do all that? I can't do. Can't touch the man. <laughs> so they had me all spooked out. When he walked in the room, I was like, him, just relax. You got this. I said, this is what you do. You've been trained mm-hmm. to do just this. Mm-hmm. So he walked in. I did his hair. He looked in the mirror. He touched it a few times. He said, okay, thanks. Your car is downstairs waiting on you. And it seemed like he puffed into a a purple cloud of smoke and disappeared and I was like oh and I looked outside I had a limo waiting for me I said oh so this is my new life okay well here we go and
1: the rest was history Wow! and you were 18 at this time yeah I
0: was 18 going on 19
1: yeah amazing wow there's so much into what you just said but god now let me ask let me go back were you I would assume you were a fan of Prince I mean you obviously knew who Prince was you from there. I knew
0: who he was but I was not a fan. I oh, okay. knew his popular his popular stuff, mm-hmm. but I like you know, little I remember watching Kiss on TV and I was like, dang, that's a little guy <laughs> look at him and oh he's very sexual, you know. Right. but I was not a fan. I all my other friends like they wore the buttons and the T shirts okay. and the this but no I wasn't a fan. And now I think that's what allowed me to stay around him so long because I wasn't Got geeked it. out, I wasn't a fan. I, I I was I was Kim, you know the God in me, saw sort the of God in him, and mm. I knew that he was somebody, you know, but I wasn't all tripped out over who he was. Got it. And I think that he appreciated him, appreciated me for that, because um he wanted to be treated regular, like a
1: regular person. Okay, I understand. Now, Now you said his brother. Was this Dwayne? Is that the gentleman's name? Who? You said you kept mentioning his brother. Was that Dwayne Nelson? Oh,
0: his brother, Dwayne Nelson. Absolutely,
1: okay. yes. Yeah, shout out to him. Now, so so you get to Paisley Park. I, I just got to go back a little bit. I mean, getting there that first time, seeing all of that. They got you in that room. I love how you just say, you know, I just had to go back to my home training to sit right down and wait for them to call me like I ain't gonna be all over this place messing with stuff, trying to right. jacket on
0: <laughs> right
1: um so I, this, I sat
0: there and stared, I said, I know this is part of the audition too. I mm. said they think that I don't know I have a camera on me, I did not move <laughs> <laughs> I sat right there,. Mm?
1: So this would be uh is this going on the nude tour? Uh Graffiti uh, Bridge area. This
0: was right after Diamonds and Pearls.
1: Oh, this is after Diamonds and Pearls. Yes, uh-huh,
0: right right on the heels of it.
1: Okay. So now so he had that whole uh is it the Typhoon? Hair hairstyle? He had
0: long he had, he had long hair at that point.
1: Okay. Uh so what was the first look that you sort of created for Prince in terms of the hairstyle?
0: Um we, we started with uh streaks and color. Um, like I said, his hair was long at that point. So we were shampooing and conditioning, but he had been dark for so many years, so he was saying, you know, what, what do you what do you think if I add some color? So we always collaborated on what move he should make next as far as his hair, you know, care was concerned. So we went into color after that. And um uh, after the 1999 tour, that's when uh, the 1999 show, the big show, where all the old performers came back and performed with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after, he walked in, and he said, you know what, I think I'm ready to go short. And I said, you are not cutting all this pretty hair off. And he was like, yeah, Kim, I think I'm ready to cut it off. He said, it only look good uh, when I play my guitar. So he <laughs> said, I'm over it. Let, let's cut it off. And I was like, oh, no. So I wanted to weep for him, but we went on and gave him that... Uh, Signature short haircut that he loved so much. Mm-hmm. And um then we went into the short phase after
1: that. Now, now who came up with that? I, I want to yeah, say this was that. around. This is around. Uh, hold on. I don't know if you have me on my speakerphone or something. You got a big echo going on. Let me see
0: here. Hold on. Hello?
1: There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I. Th- I don't know if this was around eight, uh, 94, so this is kind of, uh, I think, when around he changed his name, but he this is when he, like, really came with that short hair, like I call it a Haley Berry look. Now, I don't know what it was really called, but uh, does that, did you, did, is that something that you did, too, when he came with that real short yes. hair? What, what's,
0: Absolutely, What, yes, what
1: spawned uh, that? Did he just come to you and say, hey, I want to do something short? Does he come with pictures or something? Like, how do you guys sort of work to get that? You got
0: your key. Um, yes. Um, yeah, we just, it, he just was ready to go short. Like I said, after that 1999 concert, he just decided, you know, that he was over it. He said, I- I'm ready to go short. I'm, I'm, he said that hair looked good for the guitar. He said, but other than that, I'm, I'm ready to take it down.
1: Okay. Now, so are you with him like through, through all the nineties and everything too, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I was hired in 90, I believe it was 90 into 91.
1: Okay. So, you, yeah, because
0: it was Christmas in
1: So, you getting to work with him through like the gold experience and, uh, oh, yeah, that's
0: all my
1: uh, work. Yeah. You, um, uh, we have Mai and everything. Now, do you do just his hair or are you sometimes working on other people's hair in the group as well? Yeah, I
0: did the whole band. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. just me and the next that- at one point throughout the tour, they decided to bring on, you know, additional hairstylists. But then they were always trying to figure out where to cut a dollar, where to make the budget work for the tour. Mm. So they wind up um, coming to Hair and Makeup first. So they got rid of everybody and Kim was the one left, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would be running from one hall to the next trying to get everybody done before sometime.
1: And in, in terms of like with when you're working with Prince, because, I mean, from the outside He's just clean. You know what I'm saying? Like he will never come out looking crazy and everything no, is in place. Never. How does that work? So do you, do you start with him like in the morning or is it just like a thing where like, yo, Kim, we going to such and such before I step out yeah, to the public, you got to touch a my head. Person
0: at all. Yeah. he wasn't a morning person at all. He was, I called him a vampire cause he only, he moved at night. So, <laughs> um, usually about two o'clock in the afternoon is when he starts stirring So, um, I knew every day around that time to make myself available to him. And, um, then that's when we would go into getting his hair prepped and getting him ready for the show. And then usually about showtime, which is eight o'clock, you know, he goes on. So I, in between, you know, four and eight, I have time to do the band, you know, Hmm. and then run back, you know, and then that would include Mike, Tommy Barbarella, you know, uh, Michael Bland, you know. So I would be running like I said, running up and down hallways trying to get everybody, you know, fly for the show. So, yep, that's that's about how it worked. Then eight o'clock then we would do a part you know, the 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 concert and then the after party, then he would have to get touched up and then so he could come back for the after party <laughs> right. and then, you know, everybody, you know, seven o'clock in the morning we going to bed. So he eating dinner and on his way to bed when most people are getting up. So wow. yeah. What, 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 yeah, so we moved throughout the night. <laughs>
1: what, what was it like going to the different cities? Um, like, would you have to set up shop in another salon, or would you do it in a hotel?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we would always either rent out. We'll shut down a whole salon. I would rent the whole salon and and shut it out, or I would try to find salons that had private rooms. So mm-hmm. every time, every it, and then after so many years, I had a routine of who I would use, so I knew. If I was coming to Detroit, I would use this salon. If I was coming to, you know, Vegas, I knew to call this particular person. So I had a routine after a while of who had private rooms and who whose salon was feasible for me to shut down. Or if push, come, to shove, I would just, you know, uh, we would do it in a hotel room. But he would prefer to go to a salon so he could relax and use all the amenities of the salon.
1: Okay. Um, what, now, you, you, you told the great story of like how you started working with him and all that. And I th- heard you mm-hmm. talk about this and another thing, so I want to ask you this. But here's my question to you. Uh, did you tell him how much you were worth, or did he tell you? How did that work?
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> I believe he he told me. He had to teach me exactly what I was worth. I was so excited, and, you know, I was charging peanuts, you know? So mm-hmm. as I walked the industry and started to meet other air, celebrity hairstylists, they would ask me, well, how much were you making? And, you know, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, a little bit of nothing. And they were like, no, sweetheart, no. But, you know, I was a kid. I got hired when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what the cars and what the going rates were. I came literally out the hood, out of beauty college, and started working for uh, one of the biggest entertainers in the world. So I didn't know, you know, so I had to be trained. I grew up on the road. Mm. So, yeah. he instilled in me so he would tell me yeah kim well when you go work for other people just by virtue of working for me you can charge whatever you want mm. and i was like huh you know so i had to get that into my spirit as well
1: <laughs> like so how did i mean what, what would be i mean listen uh so i i we don't know prince we just see that what we see on tv or whatever whatever but you talking to him or you were probably in a more personal position than a lot of people would be. I mean, you doing the man's hair. So I mean, what kind of, what kind of cat was he like? I mean, was he a real type of dude like you know what I mean? I'm just trying to trying to trying to gauge like how was your experience with him? Did, did you guys walk on eggshells or was he like a real cool type of cat? Yeah.
0: He was a celebrity, um, by no sense of the, of the word, um, were you too able to relax. Now we would have some days where everybody was laughing and joking, bagging on each other's mamas. You know, <laughs> you always had some of your mama jokes in the back room. So that was a, a no brainer. Oh, okay. So he was healthy. The dude was creative. He was a musical genius, you know, um, way ahead of his time. So his wisdom, you know, outweighed a lot of the cats in the industry, mm. um, like I said, uh, we grew up together, but then it would be some days where he would walk in. He sit down. He's not speaking to you. That means that that's the day I'm going to do his hair and get the hell out of his way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I knew that he had something heavy on his mind. So he was deep in thought, You know, um, uh, he had some asshole days like all the rest of us. He put his his pants on like everybody else. Sure. You know, so some days you would get chewed out, but you knew that this man was about his business because he was a shrewd businessman. Mm-hmm. He didn't play. He didn't cut no corners. He he was about his money. That's one thing for sure. He didn't play with them record companies taking his money. He didn't play with no lawyers, no no accountants. He was watching everybody. Mm. So he showed me how to be business as well. So that that was a the, a great learning experience for me as a youth coming up. Right. You know, um, watching him move and and watching him you know make moves in the industry. The the man was astounding and. um... Uh, just seeing him, like I said, he was, he was a lover. He was a playboy. He was an artist. He was a, you know, so I got to see all stages of him, you know, um, I saw him when he was sad. I saw him when he was happy. I saw him when he was uh, grooving and, you know, with some of the biggest entertainers in the world on stage and Mm -hmm. in in studio. So he was, the man was incredible. It was like, I tell people, it was a blessing and a curse. I miss my family, but at the same token, what I went through, people only read about in in books, you know, the land walked on and where I traveled people have still only read about. I've been everywhere in the world with this man many times over. So
1: it was an incredible experience. Okay. And, and in terms of, uh, I, I heard you talk about his generosity uh, before. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you about that. But also, did your family ever get it? You know, I was going to wonder how did you have this, you were away from your family a lot? Or was there opportunities where, you know, your family got to meet him or come and see where you work or things of that nature?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I was able to bring my family out. So whatever city I landed in, if I had family members there, I was at, you know able to bring them to the shows. So they got to come and hang around him, and you know he would come in and speak and say hi. You know he's not a real touchy philly guy. You couldn't get that close to him, <laughs> but he would come in and you know thank everybody for coming to the show, and then you know he would disappear. You know as quick as he showed up, he would disappear. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, he he was that dude, you know, and then he afforded me the opportunity to bring, like, once I had my daughter, my daughter was able to travel with me on the road, and, okay. you know, so he was a generous man, so yeah, um his philanthropy that he didn't allow anyone to speak of. So now that he has passed on, you're starting to hear about all the great things that he did for all the people in the world. But the dude was a, a giver, you know, he, he was always giving, he didn't want anyone to know he was the type of dude that moved in silence, you know, mm. but you never heard about that in publicity, you know, right. but, and that's the great thing. He didn't deal with publicity in the first place. So his business was his business. And that's what kept that mystique about him was because no one knew how he he moved, you right. know, and, and and we as as employees of his kept his secrets, you know, and 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 that's and not because he told us to, but just because we knew that's what type of dude he was, and right. so that's what that's you know we follow suit.
1: It was out of respect, for, you know, for a lot of it was respect right. Um, you know, here let me switch it up a little bit. Uh Now, did you ever have? <clears throat> now, here's the thing: I saw the picture that recently came out uh, where you were doing his hair. I think where you were braiding his hair. Uh, yeah. And I always said I used to always say that's the one picture I we never would see a prince with some rollers in his hair <laughs> or he's getting his hair done. Like you ain't going to never see that side of the game. So I was kind of shocked, <laughs> shocked when I saw that picture come out. But well, I wanted to ask you, was there ever a time that he talked to, you guys talked, thought, or at least thought about, yo, what if I just cut my hair, like get a fade or <laughs> let me cut all the hair off or something? Was there ever a conversation about that?
0: I mean, well, anytime we switch from one hairstyle to another, we would always have to, have to go through, what do you think about this? What You know, I was thinking about that. You know, so we would collab back and forth on what he wanted, whether it be color, whether it be, oh, that hair, that braided style that was raven to the Joy Fantastic right. album. And I hated those braids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, but exactly, buckwheat braids, are you serious? <laughs> and because he was so tender, he would... To make them neat, he's like, "No, just pick it up and grab it and just braid it." So I was like, "Oh Lord!" But sure enough, when we go to the concert, there would be fifty females in the audience with their hair just like this. Like I said, that is crazy that one man could have that much power. I was like, "That is amazing."
1: It was like uh, I don't know. Was y'all trying to? Was it trying to be like on some like dread look or no? I don't know what was going on. He didn't
0: want to. he was so tender-headed. He was like, just pick it up and braid it. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, let me at least make the parts neat. He was like, no, Kim, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. So, like I said, he was hella I was like, I said, people are not going to believe this. So, Steve Parks, who was the photographer at that time, we mm-hmm. were actually in the middle of doing a photo shoot. And he when he told us to braid his hair, so Steve was, he said, you want uh, Steve to take a picture of us? Uh, of you doing my hair and i was like yeah and so he said uh no just kidding but he didn't know steve had already snapped the shot oh, so that's boy. how that picture got taken now steve held on to that picture for all these years right. all, and now he's done a coffee table book and that's how the picture got released
1: mm-hmm. okay okay yeah we're we gonna have you steve never see pretty that soon
0: picture of Prince
1: ever. yeah that's what i was always like <laughs> now you're gonna never see him in, in no salon no, i just <laughs>
0: ever. You would never see he was never gonna let you catch him in the in between thing. <laughs> never.
1: Hilarious. Now did you did you do his makeup or stuff too, or does he do that himself or?
0: No, so he had certain uh people that would come on and, and would do the makeup but for the most part that man knew every aspect of his business. He could be his face better than any makeup artist ever mm. could. Okay. But the dude, the dude could run a camera. He could play every instrument. He could do his makeup. He really could do his hair if he wanted to. He was just spoiled and had me on on <laughs> on deck at all times. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. But he was smart as hell. He watched everybody. He knew what how everybody moved. Like mm-hmm. he he knew he was just on it.
1: Was there? Um, I heard you mention that you guys were creating some sort of hair products or something.
0: Yes uh-huh. We were in the process of creating a hairline, and i'm gonna continue and and bring that to fruition um in the next um uh, it's gonna be about a year or so before we bring it you know bring it completely uh to the market
1: okay now is this something particularly for african American hair or is this gonna be for everybody or, or you can even talk about that?
0: It's gonna be all the way across the board um uh, okay. mostly finishing products um but you know and a lot of stuff for natural hair so it's going to go all the way across the board. So that's the great part about it because his hair wasn't kinky. His hair wasn't curly, you know? So we also had a a phase where we were relaxing his hair. So Mm -hmm. it has to cover all the, all all the way across the board.
1: And let me ask you, and and again, I'm a date myself. Like I said, I'm I'm from 88. So I came up in the world where, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, Prince, you know, cats was running around and you was from LA, so you know I gotta tell you right. all about no Jerry curls and all that. Right. So so I had one of those back then. I was I was that one mm-hmm. one brother sitting in the salon with a female. And I'm thinking I had my hair along some print stuff, but I really just had this juice in my head, didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, running around following the drip.
0: Right, right, right.
1: But, <laughs> but, but I mean I so I, I always try to understand you know like my man Prince he kept he he was getting his hair done that was his whole style like it was just forever you know uh, always having a new doing stuff Um, did he ever like think like oh was there ever just I don't know what did you you think about that if you can even speak on that I don't know if you kind of know what I'm saying like getting the different hairstyles. I mean, he was, a, seemed like he was a very, he was still like a man's man. And it was a weird sort of, sort of dynamic uh, dynamic. What am I talking about? So weird sort of thing where it's like he had these hairstyles that most cats couldn't even pull off. Let's be, let's Absolutely. be clear. Nobody right? But, him. <laughs> but yeah. he was able to do yeah. that. Like, how do you, why do you think that was from your person doing his hair?
0: Right. And, and, um, it was just amazing. Like I said, I think you have to be confident within yourself because mm. nobody could pull that off but Prince. Like, you know, James Brown had his term, mm-hmm. but everybody knew he was a man. You didn't come to James Brown no other type of way. Right. You know, Michael Jackson had his curl, you know, and but Prince never did the curl. He went straight from just straight blow dry into relaxers and into, you know, whatever else that he tried, you know, but he had every hairstyle that any woman could ever think of. <laughs> Prince tried it. Tony Tails, you name it finger waves, Prince tried it, you know, Brave, he he did all that. So but it was like every every man wanted to be him, and every woman mm-hmm. wanted him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was a lot of people that tried relaxers because Prince had a relaxer. You know what I mean? Right. So he was, he was a trendsetter. He stayed ahead of the curve at all times. Um, he didn't play no games, and he stayed fly at all times. And he didn't care what nobody said about it. He was going to try this. Okay, now I'm going to jump off into this. Okay, now what do you think about that? Okay, now let's go try some color. Let's get some street. <laughs> what about a heavy bag? What about this? You know, so he had no problem trying any hairstyle that any woman would ever get. And like I said, whatever he would he would get, a few A few nights later, you would see the women in the audience exactly mm. like
1: him. Okay, yep.
0: Yep, I remember being in an elevator with some women one time. They were like, I wonder who does his hair. And I wanted to say, so bad. Oh, it's me, it's me, you know. <laughs> but I just kept the secret. I just smiled. They were like, his hair is so banging. You ain't never seen a hair out of place. And this, said, oh, they were bragging on him so hard. And I was like, yep, thank you for the pop my collar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I just came on out the elevator in silence, you know.
1: Wow! Now, um, as we got into the later years of Prince, you know, we started to see that Afro come back. You know, going back to the original right. look. I mean, were you around for the conversations of that? That he just was like, you know what, y'all? Let me. I want to do this now. Or, or how was that working?
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had um, Andy Allo and yeah. es- Esperanza Spalding, who had came in with the big froze, You know, he was starting to hang around a lot of women that were doing naturally curly hair. Mm-hmm. So. He was like, I think I want to try afro. And I'm like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I do want to take a break for a while. Cause like I said, he was tender So he really enjoyed the fact that he didn't have to get his hair combed every day. Because, you know, with the primes and the relaxers, we had to keep him in intact in all the time. So we cut him off short cut off the relaxer, and then he started to grow out his fro. So you seen it go from the baby fro. But mm-hmm. even still with his afro, we still colored and cut him and made sure that he was maintained, kept his ends clipped, and kept it, you know, <laughs> conditioned and all of this stuff. Because a lot of people in this natural phase, they think, oh, I'm just going natural and I don't have to do anything to it. No, you still need juices and berries. Don't fool yourself. <laughs> You're going to need to keep that hair soft and keep that hair shiny. So, yeah, that's why we decided Not only with your relaxer do you need good hair products, but you're also going to need good hair products for your natural look as well Mm -hmm. because it needs to be soft. Your curls need to be uh, manageable. They need to be able to be combed out. Your hair should be touchable. So that was one of the things that made us start sitting down and talking about, you know, coming up with this hair care line. He's like, Kim, what is it that I can do to help you get to the next phase of your life? Mm. He said, what can we create? What can we make? And so that's when we started about the, you know, the hair care line. And also he, we opened up two salons together in Los Angeles. So oh, oh, really? that was also great. Too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one was called the First Lady Elite Salon and Spa. And the second salon was Indulgent Concepts in um, L.A. on the west side. Are, are these so still that open? Was, that was part of no, uh-uh. No. Okay. So now I've decided to go freestyle. Freelance, I'm sorry. And so now I'm just traveling with other artists and, and you know, doing my thing.
1: Oh, okay, wow. All right, so y'all opened up salon, started a business, and taking it to the next level. That's what's up. Okay. Right.
0: Wow. Yeah, because he was trying to encourage everyone that works for him. What can I help you do? What business, mm-hmm. what is it that you would like to do? So, if it was the guitar text, He was like, why don't you design a guitar? Why don't you come out with a guitar and let's, let's let's start a business? You know, everybody around him, he was encouraging you and pushing you to go to the next level, not just be what you were with him, mm-hmm. but what can I do to help you get to the next level? So, he was always encouraging everybody to move to the next level.
1: Okay, that's, that's great, man. I mean, wow. Because he didn't have to do that. <laughs>
0: Right, absolutely. That's a, absolutely. That speaks
1: to the kind of man that he was. Um, right. So you were, you worked with him for twenty eight years. Um, can you speak of like why you uh, moved on to other things or?
0: Um, no, I was with him up until the time of his death. Oh, oh okay, so my I, bad. Yeah, two weeks before I
1: was I was still with him. Wow. Okay, man. Yeah. Um. What? If you don't mind me asking, and trust me, if you's if it's too much, you don't have to. Whatever. But like, um, where were you at when you heard this news? Were you still in Minneapolis, or were you back home? No, you
0: I was in Los Angeles. I traveled back and forth uh, to him, so wherever, okay. whenever it was time to, to make a move and to go, he would just call me and say, "Meet me in New York," "Meet me in you know Paris," "Meet me wherever." So that's mm-hmm. how I got down. But I, I was based in Los Angeles, and I flew to him wherever he needed me. So um, uh, I was here in LA, and I was um, actually um, at a at a barbershop hanging out. And one of my friends called me and I was driving down the street and, and he says, um, what are you doing? I said, driving down the street, I'm headed to this shop, And he says, well, I need you to pull over. And I said, pull over for what? He said, have you seen the news? And I'm like, no. And he's like, uh, I think you need to look up TMZ and I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I looked on there and it said fatality in Paisley Park, but I'm thinking, yeah, it probably was somebody that was hanging out with him, never thinking that it would be him. Mm-hmm. And then one of my boys who's a, um, a cameraman at CBS, he said, Kim, I'm getting ready to go live in five minutes, and I want you to know before anybody else fi- uh, tells you. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I've seen the news. It said a fatality, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. And he said, Kim, it, the coroner just pulled off. It is Prince. And I said, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. And he said, the, cor- the coroner just pulled off. his Prince. And I lost it. I-, I was done for about three hours. I was stuck on stupid uh, screaming and hollering and crying. And I, I could not believe it. And it, 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 I was, oh my God, so devastated because that's the last thing in the world I would have ever thought of the last thing in the world. We used to, that was our running joke. He would tell us all the time, you know, cause people was like, oh, you look so young and you're so vital, you know, you're vital mm-hmm. and this, that and the other. He's like, him. I'm gonna live forever. I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of y'all, you <laughs> know? So that was our running joke at Paisley park, you know? So I was just like, dad, What? You know, so mm. that that just blew me blew me away. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, I, I can only imagine knowing him how that that felt. I I, I never met him like that, but I, I'm devastated, man. It's just unbelievable. Still, yeah. still unbelievable. As I
0: said, I can't believe it. it's about to be a year long. Uh, right. April twenty first, they're having a big celebration at Paisley Park to celebrate mm-hmm. a year of his death. I don't know why they're doing it for his death, but yeah, so I'll be there again speaking on the panel. Uh, on all things Prince. So I'm excited about that, to be back at Paisley, see all my old coworkers. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I can't, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. What
1: do you think, uh, what do you think people should know about Prince in terms of his legacy, in in terms of the music and also in terms of the man?
0: Um, Of all, he loved God. And because he loved God, he loved God's people. Um, he was always trying to help. He was always trying to take care of. He was always trying to figure out what he could do to be a blessing to someone else. Mm. Um, that's a lot of what people didn't know. You know, like I said, the the philanthropy part of him, of how he was a giver. Um, we would be driving down the street and he would tell the limo driver, pull over. And if he saw a homeless person on the side of the street, he would hand them $100 or a stack of money, whatever he had on him, you know, because he was just like, you know I can get this, that person can't give this to them, mm-hmm. you know um where we would collect coach love for one another foundation was his foundation, and we would collect coats and blankets and all this kind of stuff and 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 give coach to whatever city we were in. He would go and give coats and blankets to the homeless and you know people never knew like I said that he moved in silence, he took care of people, you know mm-hmm. not only just his crew and his 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 um his family members, you know, um they weren't really close, but yet and still, his family was taken care of you know um it, it, he took care of our family. it like it was a well oiled machine that this man knew that he was responsible for so many things he knew that God had entrusted him. to to bring music to the world, but he had also had to be a giver and Mm -hmm. had to to give back to the world. So Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people don't know about him. Not only was he a musical genius, but he was also a giver. He was also, you know, a blessing to the world.
1: Okay. Uh, And and that just reminds me of something I wanted to ask you. Because you have worked with him so personally over the years, um, did you ever, and and you brought up God, Did you guys ever have opportunities where, you know, I don't know if it was Bible study, but at least having these conversations about spirituality and things of that nature? Because I know a lot of his you you can you just gleam it from his music that a lot of the stuff in his music talks about it. I'm just curious, like in his personal, did you guys really ever just sit down and have these deep conversations about any of these types of matters?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the, the main things. He was extremely spiritual, so I know that he loved God um the religion he, he towards the end he kinda came out of religion so you know quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um he knew that it was about his relationship, you know, okay. with, with the yep. creator. And so um that that was a beautiful thing. When Larry Graham came around he got more into the Jehovah Witness aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um he had uh, got really deep um into that. Um he had said that at some point, he had studied so hard because the man was a genius. He studied every religion. He studied literally hypnotists and he studied mind travel. He studied um, Hinduism and Buddhism and, mm-hmm. you know, every religion he studied. But as, like they said, all roads lead back to God. There, that he knew that there was one creator. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we we had conversations about it all we we talked to, he's like literally Kim if, if you imagine yourself to be in Hawaii if you know, he said you can be in Hawaii like we talked about mind travel you know, hmm. so we had our moments and it got really deep and then sometimes we would go back and forth and battle about what he knew about the Bible <laughs> and what I knew about the Bible okay. so he was like, Kim, you come talk to my elders, I said no, you need to come talk to my elders
1: <laughs> that's some real talk right there
0: Right. Yeah, but he knew when we came to a film, man, He'd be like, "Ah, oh, I'm like, I'm leaving." <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, we would have our moments where it got really deep, but then you know it would still be funny and lighthearted. Right. But yeah, the the man loved God. He he knew he knew who he was. He knew that he was a vessel that was created to bring music and love to the world. And man, wow,
1: amazing, amazing. Kim barry 20, you said 29 years?
0: 29 years. 20,
1: oh, that's, a, that's a school, that's a life experience, that's yeah, an opportunity, indeed. I mean, that's, a, shoot, that's a movie. <laughs> Just indeed. being, indeed. being, yep. eight, being indeed. 18, coming from from that, from South Central, and, and it, my man say, you ready to go? The limo coming in and out
0: right that's right like what was no second guessing with him you had to be ready to go he didn't Mm -hmm. play that so that's why he said is there a problem i said oh no no problem but i didn't know what i was gonna do i said oh lord what am i about to do Mm -hmm. so and and my life literally that's what i said when i asked my mom i said who lives like this and she said Mm -hmm. you do Mm -hmm. and that's when the reality hit me like this is a whole nother another game right here you know and and he said, "Kim, by virtue of everything I have, you already have it." Mm. Like he had to open my mind to see greater things, to you know that. Sorry.
1: Oh, you good? <laughs> oh my god! No, that's that. What you were just sharing? That's a blessing. That's, that's speaking to so many people because I'm feeling you through that, like. <laughs> there's been opportunities that we have in our lives. And sometimes we don't do what you did. Right. And we missed them blessings, but it's, it's great right. to hear somebody that took that. And then a man that you could trust to say, okay, I got this. I got you. You come in. This is your, this is, this is your opportunity. This is going to put your generations on to blessings going forward. So, uh, all I can do is like I said, my heart goes out to you because I understand what you're saying. I feel you so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he he was a blessing, <laughs>
0: and it was just a blessing for him to trust me to open right. his heart to his family, to his love life, to his mm-hmm. you know would have been his son, and you know like we right. experienced so much together. Like I was there when his mother died, and his father died, when his mm. brother died, when his son died. Like I was there, like, and I just I bless God that God allowed me to share that part of his life with him, and. Man, it was just amazing to be able to travel that part of his journey with him. Right.
1: Yeah. there's a lot. As a lifetime of, I mean, he he was gone too soon, but it was a lifetime of stuff yeah. that had happened even within the time he was here. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: And uh, there's a lot, you know, for for us looking into it, there's a lot to learn um, from yeah. how to handle yourself during situations. Because I can just only imagine. You know <clears throat> things with the sun and i can only i can't even comprehend like losing my mom and dad because uh how right. much they mean to me so being able to right. going through all of these things and being yeah. one of the most recognizable people on the planet you know right can be a lot to to, to, to go through so i can only tip my hat to him and wow like if you got to handle situations Here's an example of one way of how uh, how a man did it. And, you know, I always look at Prince, too. You know, at the end of the day, to me, he was a, he, he was a black man who was extremely Absolutely. gifted in something. But he also took uh, sort of his innate gifts from God. But he mastered those gifts and made them better. You know what I'm saying? Like made them you know, sacrifice himself to, to, to be what he was, you know, to, to be so Absolutely. good at what he did. So. Nah, it's uh, it's amazing. He's an amazing person. Uh, who knows if we'll ever get anything else like that ever in our lifetime, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I doubt, it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I said, that, you know, you get them great stars that streak across the sky. Mm-hmm. You see those, uh, you know, those solar uh, blasts. And I believe that Prince was one of those blasts. So yeah. it'll be something else, but it'll never be another Prince. Right, and, you know, true. I know, I remember one time they, he used to clown Michael Jackson all the time. And he would say... You first got to be a prince before you can become a king, you right, know. Right. <laughs> so I was glad that I was able to share in his, you know, his royal, uh, you know, mm-hmm. lifetime that, it, it, man, it was an incredible, incredible journey. Incredible journey.
1: Well, uh, uh, I can say we wrap this up. You you were there, Kim. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I can tell you, uh, you know, I tell like some of the other people guard that, too, at the same point. And I know that you do. Um, but yeah. make sure that uh, I want to make sure that they always have somebody like you around because I can just listening to you sound like a real person you know what I'm saying when I say real person I mean listen I can relate to everything you're talking about so that will let me know right. that Prince under all of whatever we may have thought about him he was still a real guy and dealt Absolutely. with real people so I want to make sure they always have people like you there that can really make sure that the legacy is held with respect and honesty um, uh, I think that's important. So,
0: uh, absolutely.
1: Again, thank you for coming on. Um. Oh, I was I was also going to mention too, and I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, who else could she have done hair, done their hair? And I was off the top of my head. I was like. I could only I could see somebody like DJ Quick, but then I found out that you actually do work with you. You did work with DJ Quick, is that right? Yes, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> DJ Quick. Uh, Cat Williams is one of my regular Cat. clients, and he clowns. one of his parts of his show says he's the only person left with a perm now that Prince is gone. You know, <laughs> so that's why I wanted the joke. So, um, but yeah, uh, Cat is one of my regular clients. Okay. Um uh, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people, uh, Lily Allen, um, Monica. Um, mm. Uh, wow uh, it, it, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities to work with a lot of different celebrities mm-hmm. um, so uh, you name it I've I worked with them you know Matt 10 Mario oh, okay. Usher Neo so it's been a beautiful it's been a beautiful uh, experience you know he opened the doors for me to uh, be able to uh, touch a lot of other people
1: that's what's up now where can uh, people want to hit you up on social media because I know they will after hearing this Where, where's the best places they can uh, find you online
0: I am um Kim B on set number 2 K I M the letter B O N S E T number 2 on IG so you can find me on Instagram there. And then on uh, Facebook, I'm under Kim Berry. And I also have a Facebook business page that is uh, Kim Berry. And if you type in Kim Beyoncé on Google, all of all of those pages will pop up. So okay. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the people. And I also have a book coming out. So I'm writing a book. Oh. It's called Diamonds and Coons. So that's your exclusive. You're the first person to know wow, about that. <laughs> I
1: know. Thank you. Well, is this coming out this year, it. next year? When uh,
0: it's gonna it's gonna probably be out. Uh, we're working on trying to get it out definitely before Christmas. Okay. So um, we'll yeah, I'm on that. top of things, and and it's gonna be you know my journey with Prince. You know, so everybody mm-hmm. has their story. He's had a lot of people that's worked with him, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I have the, the you know. The opportunity to work close as close with him as I have, and it will be uh, um, a love, a love, you know, to my brother. Um, okay. Nothing scandalous, nothing salacious. You're not going gotcha. to hear anything like that. It will be the part of Prince that no one knew about, that intimate portrait of Prince.
1: Okay, the, the, the main. Yeah, you have a unique experience with them, so yeah, definitely want to to read that. That's what up. We'll have to have you back yeah. on uh, when that gets ready to drop. to Talk about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, I was also yeah. going to tell you too, just because it just came to me listening to. I would you you know what you could um I see you like teaching or something or like I don't know like mentoring or something. <laughs> I don't know if you're already doing do that. that. Yeah, I could see. I've you done doing. it
0: in the past. I've been platform artist for different company hair care companies mm-hmm. and um you know different Gina Rivera. Um, has allowed me to be an educator for three deluxe um, LRC hair company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been an educator for them. So I definitely want to parlay all of this, my experience as a celebrity hairstylist and working in the industry into, you know, the next level. So that's right. what I said. He was always pushing us into what can I do to make you greater? And I truly believe that this will be another step, step stone for me yeah. to push me into that next level of, of what's left, you know, of my destiny.
1: Yeah, I, I hear it when you talk, and I really, and I think I also really hear, like I said, I think I hear what your dad instilled in you, too, you know, earlier. Absolutely. On. Yep. So that's needed. All right. Kim, thank you once again. I really appreciate yeah. it. Well, stay in touch. Hopefully, I might, maybe I'll run into you. Uh, in april at the uh celebration thing
0: i, I might be Absolutely. yeah definitely i'd love we have to have a cocktail or
1: something yeah we <laughs> chop it up <laughs> all right
0: that'll be, a, that'll be a blessing have a great day and thank you guys thank you listeners for having me on
1: all right thank you kim we'll talk to you later
0: thank you bye-bye
1: all right all right ladies and gentlemen man that was uh that was that was deep on that something i'm gonna have to sit down and, and listen to that again myself But listen before we get out of here I uh, want to say Thanks to Kim Berry one more time For sharing that uh, With us because she didn't have to do that And we really appreciate that um, So you guys heard her information So hit her up and tell her thank you For coming on the show and, and sharing that information uh, Shout out to all our listeners And all our donators out there Please keep supporting us uh, You know like I do every time I really appreciate you listening. Uh, Work it like a job and we'll see you next time. Peace. How would you
0: describe your music?
1: Mm, um, What idiom would you put it in?
0: The only thing I could think of, because I really don't like categories, but the only thing I could think of is inspirational. And I think music that is from the heart falls right into that category. People who really feel uh, what it is that they're doing. And... uh, Uh, ultimately all
1: music is or can be inspirational and that's why it's so important to let your gift be guided by something more clear.